It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is August 8th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy to be here with you on a Wednesday. Thanks for giving me yesterday off. Like I said, we're going to scale back on the episodes here as things are kind of dead around here in August. I mean, we're we're watching Mo Bamba's Instagram story to, to see his, his WWE SmackDown exploits. I, I actually did see him there, and I uh, felt very sorry for the people that had to sit behind him. Uh, and so, you know, not a lot going on. Uh, players kind of trickling back into town. They may be in and out. Um, but there was at least one piece of news to talk about, and we'll talk about that first before we get into today's special guest, Jeff Eisenband of the Post Game and the NBA 2K League to discuss a little bit about the first season of the NBA 2K League and prep you for Magic Gaming's big, big, big weekend of games coming up. Of course, on Monday, the Magic teased a major announcement Something that got fans very, very excited. Maybe I stoked those fires a little bit, but with Alex Martins and Jonathan Isaac set to discuss uh, a major deal for the Orlando Magic for the upcoming 2018-19 season with in conjunction with the NBA, a lot of people got excited. I mean, we do know, or at least there are reports, that the Magic will wear throwback jerseys for their 30th anniversary season, so we maybe expected that. Uh, I speculated at one point that it could be something to do with the NBA experience down at Disney that's opening in the old Disney Quest building. Uh, It could have been a number of things. People suggested it might be the All-Star game. But it turned out to be something else, at least a little uh, little nugget of something from the upcoming NBA schedule. The Orlando Magic will indeed host two games. That is host two games in Mexico City, December 13th against the Chicago Bulls and December 15th against the Utah Jazz. The NBA has been playing several regular season games in Mexico City. Last year, they played four, including two games by the, from the Brooklyn Nets kind of in, back to, in a back-to-back scenario, just like this one, in conjunction with other community events with the NBA as they try to go to the grassroots 
in the Mexican in the Mexico City market as well as uh, in the country as a whole. Uh, it's not uncommon again to have regular season games overseas. The NBA has the London game. They, you know, the Magic played in Tokyo in 1996, um, and so none of this is particularly odd. But yes, the Magic have given up two home games. There will only be 39 games at the Amway Center. They've given up two home games to play two games in Mexico City. Fans certainly a bit disappointed by the news, of course. Um, it, it, it has its benefits. It has its drawbacks. We'll talk about those. But yeah, it, it, it's not good for a fan base like Orlando to see the team give up two home games, no matter what the season is, uh, no matter who the opponent is, although I think the opponent here matters to some extent. Um, it, it's it's not fun to give up home games. Uh, I mean, I think that is some, not something for the fans to, to be happy about. They might get their refund from this. I assume they will. They did when the Magic went to London in 2015. Uh, but o- Orlando it is trying, the Magic at least, are trying to become an international brand. Um, winning is the best way to do this, of course, but uh, Orlando is an international destination. They, it is a place that, that people go to um, from around the world. The Magic have upped up their efforts to connect to the Brazilian market. They'll have Flamengo come in once again to the Amway Center for a preseason game this October. They're trying and they've volunteered to go to China for training camp and for preseason games as well. This isn't new that the Magic are trying to access these foreign markets and, and want the Magic brand to be an international brand, whether that's uh, you know, something that's coming from the DeVos family who, you know, I think part of the reason why they want the Magic to go to China is to expand Amway into China. Um, say what you want about that company, of course. Um, but it's definitely something that the Magic are thinking about to expand their international footprint. And, and this this does that. Again, you lose two home games, but the benefit of this is you get to nationally televised games. Both the games, December 13th and December 15th, will air on ESPN. So Orlando already guaranteed two national TV games. The NBA is not moving those games. The bad news, of course, Orlando does not get to see Donovan Mitchell and Utah Jazz at all this year. Uh, the, the, the Jazz, of course, um, only come to the Amway Center once per year. Donovan Mitchell, um, a budding young star, the Magic are going to miss out on him. And and yeah, that, that kind of sucks for fans. That's, that's, there's no other way around it. it. It's kind of a bad deal that Orlando is not going to get to see this elite player. I mean, it's obviously good that Mexico City will get to see that kind of an elite player. Um, at the end of the day, it's the schedule. I mean, the schedule will come out. Um, it, it shouldn't disrupt the schedule too much. It's, it's again, kind of like adding two extra road games. This isn't like going to London where... You're shipping over five time zones. Mexico City, I believe, is in the mountain time zone, if not the central time zone. So again, it feels more like a typical road trip. It's disruptive in that, yeah, you lose two home games and you're going to have to you know, get your passports out one more time, but it's not going to affect the team as a whole during the season. Yeah, you'd like to have those home games instead of playing a neutral site game, but what are you going to do? Um, the Magic decided to volunteer or to take this uh, opportunity to play in these Mexico games. Uh, and that's what they've decided to do. Again, I, I'm not going to blame the team for it. I'm not going to, um, you know, be too angry or upset about it. I think fans do have a right to say, hey, you know, we wanted to pay for 41 home games. Why aren't we getting 41 home games? It's it's definitely part of that. And, and I think the fans also have a little bit of a right to be upset that the Magic built this up to be a major announcement 
uh, and didn't really deliver, honestly. I, I, I have to say, I, I don't think they delivered for their fans. Maybe they delivered for the NBA. They delivered for um, what it is, and it is a big opportunity for the Magic to expand their brand, but fans aren't necessarily interested in that, I, I think. I think fans would rather see something cool. Like, I think introducing the New Jerseys would have been a great thing to say, hey, we're going to play two games in Mexico City, but we're also wearing our throwback jerseys, or like the Hornets did today, we're bringing back the original court, my favorite court with the black paint blue blue circle. Um, I would love to see that court back on the floor permanently because that's, that's, that's my favorite magic court. Um, again, it, it's not huge news. I, I'm not, you know, this isn't, don't, don't bring your pitchforks out for Alex Martins. Again, his, his job is to make the team money and, and this probably will help the magic in the long run as far as marketing themselves internationally, becoming an international brand. But, um, you know, now we have two games on the schedule, December 13th against the Bulls, December 15th against the Jazz in Mexico City. The rest of the schedule is slated to come out probably end of this week, early next week, it sounds like. Uh, it sounds like the NBA is going to release a holiday games, so Christmas Day, Martin Luther King Day uh, games coming up um, on Wednesday. Magic won't have any of those, I don't think. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if these Mexico City games are the only games on national TV for the Magic. Um, but... Orlando uh, will get to know their schedule probably in the coming days as the NBA finalizes things and gets ready to go. So again, the big news, the big announcement, the Orlando Magic will play two home games in Mexico City, December 13th against the Chicago Bulls and December 15th against the Utah Jazz. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. All right, on to today's main event, the uh, the uh, NBA 2K League entering the final week of the season. Magic Gaming in the driver's seat for one of the final playoff spots. They currently sit in sixth place. The top seven teams make the playoffs with Knicks Gaming sitting in 12th place, getting a guaranteed spot thanks to winning the ticket tournament. Magic Gaming will play two games this weekend. First at noon against Cavs Legion GC, a team that is uh, ahead of them in the standings. It's essentially a play-in game. Winner will clinch a playoff spot. The loser is going to need some help or need to get things done. Fortunately for the Magic, they play Celtics Crossover Gaming at eight, at 5 p.m. later that day on Saturday. And uh, when there, of course, will clinch a playoff spot. Celtics on the outside looking in there, sitting in that cursed eighth spot that no longer is guaranteed a playoff spot. They've played really, really well. They've lost uh, in the finals of a couple tournaments, nearly got that guaranteed ticket. 
didn't get it this time, and they'll need a win over the Magic to try to get into the playoffs. Again, Magic Gaming just needs one win in the final two games to make the NBA 2K League playoffs. And it's really been a fascinating season uh, in the NBA 2K League, not just for Magic Gaming, which started off incredibly slow and and has turned into one of the nicer stories of the NBA 2K League, uh, a team that a lot of people predicted would finish last place, to be honest. Um, they've really found their stride and, and have really improved and taken that taking a step up to be in the driver's seat in the final week for making the playoffs. Again, just one win gets Magic Gaming into the NBA 2K League playoffs for the, fir- for the first time in this first season. But the whole season itself has been a really interesting experiment. We've seen the league continue to evolve and continue to refine itself uh, as the NBA dips its toe into this gaming world. Uh, and to get a better idea of how the NBA 2K League has done and how it's thrived in its first year, I reached out to Jeff Eisenband of the Post Game. He's been uh, he's in, he, he runs a show on the NBA Twitch channel. He's been a correspondent uh, and and really the the really uh, an insider for the NBA 2K League's official channels as well. He's done a great job covering the NBA 2K League. And so with us now on the precipice of the final weekend of the NBA 2K League, I spoke to Jeff a little bit about what this league has accomplished so far, what it has left to do, about Magic Gaming, and about what makes the NBA 2K League so special? Please enjoy. And I'm joined now by Jeff Eisenband, the NBA 2K League insider. He writes for the post game as well as works uh, on the NBA Twitch channel. Is that right? Yep, yep. NBA Twitch channel, also uh, contributing content to the NBA uh, 2K League social media channels. Very awesome. And it's, it's. Uh, I mean, you're, you're, you're. Like I said, you're the NBA 2K League insider. You're the guy. Uh, I've I've been following the NBA 2K League. I'm sure uh, some other people have. But, um, A, I guess the first question is, I think when people first tell you, and I think this is kind of where we're at still with a lot of people uh, when it comes to to e-gaming and, and, and professional gaming, um, when when, you, when someone told you that, that, hey, we want you to cover the NBA 2K League, was that something that, that you sought out? Or or what was your reaction to, to, to starting off covering this, this, this new league? Yeah, I always tell people it was kind of indirect. You mentioned the NBA Twitch channel, and so I had been working with the NBA on that, hosting content for their Twitch channel, which would basically entail me playing video games with an NBA player and just more more so uh, shuffling the questions that the chat is asking to the NBA player and kind of having a conversation. So, I mean, all I needed, you know, with that, I just needed to know how to hold a, a controller, be competent in NBA 2K, and talk about the NBA, which I could do. And then when the NBA 2K League was developed and, you know, behind closed doors at the NBA, I was right there. And I originally got involved with the draft being the kind of social media reporter for the draft. And while I was there, I realized what this league was about, the stories, the, the personalities, the stories, everything that was going to be exciting around the league. So I decided I wanted to, you know, we talked and found a way to get me involved. And then I you know, I, I'm honest with these guys that it's not like I was a active member of the Pro-Am community. I've played NBA 2K and I know that very well. Um, but I was not an active member of the Pro-Am community playing competitively. But I've, you know, had the opportunity to learn about these guys' lives. And there's such a basketball aspect to everything going on. And, you know, if you're 25 like me or if you're in your 20s or however, you know, if you play video games, you get exactly what's going on here. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I, I mean, I play, I play a little 2K. I'm, I'm not in my 20s anymore. 
Uh, <laughs> but but I, I play 2K and 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 it's it's funny watching. You know, it, it's still for I'll admit it's still foreign to me to watch a game on Twitch and, and to kind of break it down like like a normal basketball game. But that but that that's a, that's essentially what what it is at, at the end at the end of the day because everyone's playing as their own as their own player as their own character in, in the game, uh, and it's it. It, I, I, you can definitely tell that they're a lot better than you and me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, uh, you have, you know, they know every spot on the court, every percentage, every, you know, they know every build where the best spots on the court to shoot are. Or, you know, how to make contact with a defender and still be able to score. Or, you know, when a pass is going to be anticipated. I mean, they are they are so calculated. And that's what comes from practicing and training and watching game film so, so much during the week. Yeah, I, I mean, we're, we're coming up here on the on the last week of the regular season. I, I imagine it's, it's. I mean, it's, I know in Orlando, or at least for people following Magic Gaming, it's it's a really... Nervous and exciting time because the, the playoffs are, are come are coming to coming to, to focus now. Um, it's it's a really tight race for for that last playoff spot, especially with with Knicks Gaming stealing one of the one of those one of those playoff spots in that in that final tournament. Um, but before we get into kind of the, the interplay for the end of the season here, what's what's been the experience like? watching this 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 league grow i mean it definitely feels like it's it's been a learning process for everyone involved trying to figure out exactly what works and what doesn't um both from a broadcast perspective and even from a playing perspective yeah i think that you know it's a very millennial twitch sort of uh driven culture and that not everything was meant to be perfect on day one um, I think there was a lot of, we think this is the framework, this is the base, let's get it started, let's figure out what's going on, especially while the NBA season was still going on. You know, it was kind of, the NBA 2K League had a good four or five weeks to figure out some kinks before the, you know, basketball world shifted its focus away from the NBA. And I think they used that to really figure out whether it was changing the camera angles you know, whether it was finding a way to how to market these guys, how to use social media, how to uh, jostle with, you know, there was a, a different color commentator for the first few weeks. That changed. Um, a lot of just figuring out what seemed to actually flow right. And I think that it, the league got into a rhythm in the last few weeks. And that's why you've seen Twitch numbers grow and engagement and people who just didn't really know what was going on now are seeing what's going on and want to get involved. Yeah, I mean, in, in those in those early stages, I mean, obviously, two K is, is is a huge cultural thing for for the basketball community. Uh, but but kind of in those early stages, what what was the feeling like as this league was was finally getting off the ground and and, and getting started? I mean, you kind of said it. It was very much. It, it felt like very much an experiment. I mean, the whole season kind of feels like an experiment to see if if this concept can work. And and the NBA certainly seems willing to invest and continue to invest in it. But but what was what was the feeling as this thing was getting off the ground? I think there's a, a feeling of it's one of those things that when you're there, when you're experiencing it, when you're embedded in it, you really are into it. It's it's hard to get that first sort of layer of give this a chance. Um, and I think the fact of the matter is if you're a 28-year-old who just plays casually with you know your roommate one-on-one -on -one when you're home, you're probably not necessarily going to be that into this league. Um, I think that a lot of people who are, you know, in the career adult world don't recognize that for teenagers, you know, my player and my career are such a big part of 
the gaming culture. And I think that that's where like those teens and early twenties are so tapped in and people just shortly older than that can't even, can't really relate to it as much. So I think we saw at the beginning, there was clearly a very, very engaged community. Um, you know, the league knew how many people had tried out and they knew that there was this community. It was a matter of actually getting them to watch. And I think that the, the narratives that have been created, not even, They've been created not artificially. They're natural narratives about these players and where they've come from and their backgrounds that have given people reason to watch. And I think there's a lot of people that look at them and say, hey, I relate more to that gamer than I do to an NBA player who's, you know, seven feet tall and has been playing AEU competitively since they were 13. Um, So I think that's where that this league has found its rhythm and found a way to strive with fans. Yeah, I mean it's 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 interesting you point out the the stories behind a lot a lot of these guys. I mean I know uh, there there are a lot of guys who left school to to take this opportunity and and, and are really you know pursuing this as as a career path. I mean maybe I mean maybe you can share with us just one story that 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 stands out to you uh, that that kind of exemplifies uh, the the kind of the kind of people that that are that are playing in this league and, and the opportunity they've been given. Well, I mean, one guy in the story that people keep giving is uh, Wizards District Gaming, Boo Painter, uh, was, had graduated from Old Dominion and started a job, had basically finished training at the State Department, wow. and was just starting his job and decided, you know what, uh, I'm going to go play professional video games. And, you know, there were people in his life that definitely questioned whether that was the best idea. Uh, he was a second round pick, and he, you know... He got, ended up getting drafted, actually, by the Wizards team, so he got to stay in D.C. Uh, he's been written up in the Washington Post. Now he's like a pseudo a mini-celebrity in Washington, D.C., and was actually one of the top five MVP finalists. Um, so, you know, th- that's just the story right there of a guy who gave up a lot to give this an opportunity, and for him it's paying dividends right now. But you've got so many guys who told me, you know, they were going to be – they were doing jobs as truck drivers, or you have a guy on – Blazer 5 Gaming, Lavish Phenom, who's from Brooklyn and was delivering packages around New York City, mostly around Madison Square Garden, and all of a sudden he's, you know, already made money, you know, a ton of money in two earlier tournaments this season for Blazer 5 Gaming and is an important part of the best team in the league. Uh, So stories like that you don't get at the NBA level in my mind. Yeah, and it's certainly something new. It's it's now something people can aspire to. I mean, these these are all ground... I mean, they're they're trouble... I mean... Pun, and pun intended here, they're all trailblazers at this point. <laughs> well, yeah. Also, you got to watch because you don't want to – the team name is Blazer 5 Gaming. And there are specific ways with all these teams that the NBA is specifically trying to to make sure that they are split from the NBA teams. Sure. And of, of course, this week, the final week of the regular season, it, it, is, it is really going to be a packed weekend of games. that You can watch them all on Twitch. I think when, when do games start? They start Friday night. Uh, they actually, because we there were a bunch of rainouts, a bunch of teams okay. couldn't actually travel to New York this past week. They added a Thursday session, so Thursday night, Friday night, and all day Saturday. Gotcha, and, and and obviously big games for a lot of teams, and and this is this is a Magic podcast, so let's the, the talk- biggest games for Magic gaming, honestly. exactly, because they're 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 this is their two week, this is their two game week, their second two game week of the season, correct? Yes. Yeah, and so they have two games. They got to win one to get in. Um, and 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 like you said, this is this is really a league about stories. And I feel Magic Gaming has been 
one of the more interesting stories to watch throughout the league. They, they really struggled at the beginning of the year. I think they lost all their games in the preseason tournament. They lost their first two games in the regular season. And it looked like, you know, everyone was predicting, you know, there were some power rankings that came out and it was just like, well, who really knows? But it seemed like everyone was predicting that this team was going to finish at the bottom of the standings. And here they are, final week of the season, in the driver's seat. What's been a big part of, of their growth into becoming a, a team that very realistically could make the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, they had to, to really learn a lot. Um, and it started with just learning who their personnel is. You know, they had a guy, King Cam Royalty, was their sixth-round pick. They probably thought at the beginning of the year was going to be the worst player on the team. And in my mind, he's been the second-best mm-hmm. player on the team. And, you know, he has been a force down low, a guy that you, you just didn't know what you were going to get. Um, if there was a redraft, he probably goes in the top three rounds. So you have a guy right there who, who you needed to insert in the lineup and give a role that you didn't realize early on. Um, you know, you have a, a guy like a UC Manny who, you know, people weren't exactly sure what he was going to do. And he became one of the, you know, elite shooters in the NBA 2K League. So I think the biggest thing, and again, he was a guy that was originally, you know, listed at, as a forward and is ends up being more of a, a shooting guard, small forward. So you have these changes that are made uh, as the season progresses. Um, you have a team that, in Magic Gaming, that frankly, I don't know how much, you know, Phil people watch the rest of the league. Magic Gaming is the quietest team in the league, without a doubt. <laughs> and that's okay. You know, there's people like I, I, I talked to one player um, who said when they were playing Magic Gaming, they actually got thrown off their rhythm because they weren't talking. You know, they were trash talking Magic Gaming, and Magic Gaming was like crickets on the other side. But that's the way this team carries themselves. You know, they're kind of silent killers. They're, we're not going to go to war with you verbally or try to mentally abuse you in the studio. We're just going to lock in. And a lot of teams overlook them. And, you know, they won a lot, enough close games that here they are right now. There's a lot of people that still don't think they're for real. You know, it's taken them now, it's, it's week 12. I mean, and at this point of the season, I mean, season weeks, yeah, to, to finally maybe prove that. Yeah, and it, it, I find it very interesting. Like, I mean, I think a lot of people, when they think of playing, even playing 2K casually, you know, you, could, you just go out, give LeBron the ball, duck his head, score 50 points. And, 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 you know, there, there, I think there are a lot of teams that have guys that just dominate scoring. I mean, you, you mentioned, you mentioned uh, um, one of the guys on, on, uh, on, the, on DC game. I'm blanking on his name. I'm sorry. Um, Painter. Yeah, you talked about him. I think he's second in the league in scoring. You got, I mean, people, I mean, I, I'm not, I, I didn't follow the gaming community real closely before this, but even I know who Datboy Dimes is. Um, he's a big scorer. Hood's been a big scorer. Um, there are teams that just have these, these killer scores, and, and what I think is really interesting about the way Magic Gaming approaches things, and, and I think maybe one of the reasons why they started off so slowly because they had to figure this out was they're really balanced. They got they they'll have five guys on the court that can beat you. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people that you know within this league that still will kind of uh, go to the end of the season saying that control was drafted too high, and. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think I think he was like the seventh overall pick or something like that. You know, maybe he's the thirteenth best player in the league this year. Um, but I think you know he's he's found his role just doing his job as the the facilitator, the point guard, um, the guy who's basically you know commanding the offense. And then he's got so many different 
you know, weapons that we've seen it. The reason Knicks Gaming, by the way, won a tournament, I think, is because they are one of the deeper teams in the league, and they don't necessarily have that one, um, you know, amazing score. If there was an all-star game, I don't know if Magic Gaming would have an all-star. You know, if there was an all-star game, I don't know if Knicks Gaming would have an all-star, but those teams in particular have used their depth. Um, and maybe it's, you know, it's been as the season has progressed and, you know, players have gotten better and teams have gotten more well-rounded. Those teams that relied on just one score have kind of lost their groove while the teams that are playing like teams right now are the ones hitting their stride. Sounds, I mean, it sounds exactly like what you would say during a real, I mean, during the actual NBA playoff run. Uh, teams mm. that are peaking at the right time are the ones that, that play together. Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. Um, uh, when, when it comes to Magic Gaming, you mentioned some of the some of the stories around the league. Is, is there, I mean, obviously, King Cam Royalty being, you know, kind of the last pick for the team and emerging as, as one of the key players. I mean, you could probably say that when the Magic, when Magic Gaming inserted him into the lineup, I think it was, what, week three or week four? That's really when their season began to turn around. Um, but are, are there any interesting stories or interesting interesting people from Magic Gaming that, that you know, maybe you know, you wouldn't know about except if, if you hadn't been paying, if you hadn't been paying attention to the league and you're just hearing about this team now. Well, Nacho Trainer has become a, a bit of a folk hero. Yes, he has. <laughs> in, uh, in the NBA 2K League. And that started on draft day when I actually interviewed him and asked about what he was doing before he was in the league. And he was like, basically on the his parents' farm in like outside of Cincinnati, somewhere in Ohio, he told me he needed to, to like drive into town to get a call that he was going to be in the league. Don't really know how that matches up with him having Wi-Fi to play the game, but I didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel like that was – it was too good of a story to ask a question then on air. But, uh, you know, so he's been a guy that now has all of a sudden been inserted back in the lineup. And, you know, he uh, – I'll tell you, you know, he's a, he's a big, fun dude who uh, – he's befriended all of the camera crew. There was a cameraman wearing – one of his jerseys recently when he wasn't even at the studio. Um, he is not afraid to take any shot. He's almost like, there's almost a J.R. Smith. <laughs> I was going to say, him, yeah. That, and he kind of, he, he was, he's played the last two or three weeks, I think three weeks now. And he was in, reinserted back in as a scoring spark. So you talk about not having an elite score, but he was basically brought in to say, listen, we need some scoring, shoot the ball take over on offense if you have to. The other guys will play defense. The other guys will distribute, rebound. Uh, Nacho, we need you to play small forward and just try to do something. And actually, in the last Magic Gaming uh, game against Pistons GT, almost, they ran down one uh, with the ball with just a few seconds left. They actually ran an ISO play for Nacho, and he might have had an opportunity to take a shot that he didn't take up, but he could have literally been the hero and potentially clinched a playoff spot um, with that shot. Now, he had a great game otherwise, so it's not like he's, he's to be blamed for that loss, but uh, he's just been a fun guy since he's been reinserted in the lineup. Yeah, and he's a, he's been a fun follower on Twitter. I think he's uh, an artist too. Like he's been painting, he's been painting for everybody. Yeah, um, I guess that that's his his like profile picture is is art. Um, he's he's he keeps everyone loose, especially in a tense time right now for the NBA two K. Sure, sure. Um, you know, I, I think one one thing that that Magic Gaming did that was interesting was was they hired a new coach like very late in the season, only only a few weeks ago. Um, it, what did what did you make of of that decision? What effect has that had? And and is that really 
still part of kind of the the experiment experimenting that's been going on with with how the the teams and the organizations manage this this league. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, that's one thing I could have mentioned before is the teams have haven't necessarily figured it out, but are still figuring out um, how to run these teams. And you know, you you have a guy in Chris Toussaint. Mm-hmm. Um, Who's Young basically, guy. I guess, he's, he's, I guess he's, he's a teenager. He's still what, 18, 19 years old? I know <laughs> Alex honestly, Kennedy. It doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter in this case. Um, <laughs> because that's the age that a lot of these guys, you know, sure. he'll end up running more of like, he's more of a big picture sort of guy with uh, with these games. And, you know, he'll be a guy that's tapped into the, uh, the business side of gaming for a long time. But he realized that, you know, I think that there, there need to be someone hands on with these guys. And so, Dev Goss, who's hired as the coach, um, you know, was a fixture of the pro-am community who didn't make the league. He had some unfortunate circumstances that might have contributed to that. And he had been uh, um, actually on one of the teams, the runner-up team for the five hundred or $250,000, excuse me, t- 2017 um, All-Star, Ch- All-Star Tournament that Dimes' team won. So he's been a guy that's well-respected. And unlike the guys that I was mentioning, you know, he's a little louder. He's a little more boisterous. He's a little more get in your ear, almost, you know, like, like a – think about a baseball manager that gets thrown out of the game who like comes out and argues balls and strikes and that kind of that sparks the team. He's almost like that for magic gaming. He's pacing back there, back there. He's yelling, he's doing things, but also everyone has said, and, and you know, outside of him, the players have said that he's seeing things that they wouldn't necessarily see. And because he's respected and because he's an, an outside, you know, set of eyes looking in, it's good because he's able to distance himself from that, you know, being on the court, not what can I do to help this team, but someone who is saying, here's how all you guys can work together in this situation. So they have, uh, you know, since the, I guess the last break, or he came on during, uh, right around the last tournament, um, he's given them a bit of a spark and, you know, another set of eyes that they've been happy to have. Yeah, and it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Chris Chris Toussaint. Um, You know, I I know know our good pal Alex Kennedy of, of Hoops Hype, did a story on him earlier in the 2K season. Uh, you know, aside from the fact that he's still a teenager, um, he's uh, and like you said, he's very involved in a lot of the gaming business and has been around gaming. I think I think Alex said in his article that he really didn't play NBA 2K before taking this job, and he was honestly asking the Orlando Magic's executives for some for some tips on what to look for in, in analyzing basketball games. So it's it's. It's it's a again another huge part of the story is is everyone's kind of learning what works and and what doesn't work um, in this league. Um, I'll put you on the spot here, Jeff. Magic Gaming Uh-oh. plays Saturday at twelve against Cavs Legion GC. They play again at five against Celtics Crossover Gaming. They need one win to clinch a playoff spot. Will we see Magic Gaming in in the two K League playoffs? You know, I hate to say this, Uh-oh. but. But uh, no, I, I don't think I think that they lose both those two games, and and maybe I'm just falling into the trap of everyone not believing in Magic Gaming. But I mean, those are two, two. Those of, are two very good teams. You know, if we put put out the power rankings, those two teams would probably be in my top five. Um, and they're going to be playing with their backs against the wall. I mean, you, you, you know, we talk about this community, the Cavs, Cavs Legion, right there is a loaded team from people in. The uh, pro am community, obviously, Hood is the leading is the leading scorer in terms of scoring average in the league. So he's a guy 
who, you know, you would think is just going to, this is when he has to show up, has to get his team into the playoffs. Uh, Toxic is another guy that's, that's, you know, been a, a fixture of this league. Um, God of 2K has been one of the best defenders. They're a very tough team. And then Celtics Gaming, the runner-up of the last two tournaments, kind of the, the, the biggest story in the NBA 2K League this week is the fact that Celtics Gaming would not be in the playoffs right now. Um, that they are on the outside looking in now, you know, either way, if Magic Gaming or Cavs Legion, I tweeted this, someone's going to win that game, someone's going to lose, and then Celtics Gaming plays Magic Gaming at five, no matter what, Celtics Gaming is probably going to be playing to overtake that, that losing team. Um, but that has been quite a story because that is a stacked team that has shown in every tournament that they are one of the top teams, but just for some reason haven't figured it out against certain regular season teams and have let up their guard and probably overlooked a lot of teams. Yeah, yeah, and it's obviously it's been a killer ending to the season for Magic Gaming. Last week they played Pistons GT, as you mentioned. Lost that game by one. Pistons are in third place in the league. Uh, only the top seven teams make the, the NBA 2K League playoffs because Knicks Gaming won the ticket tournament to get that automatic berth. Uh, Knicks Gaming in 12th place at 5-8. and eight. Um, they, they, They're automatically in no matter where they finish. So, like you said, Celtics Crossover Gaming sitting in 8th place right now. They're in that. They're in that 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 difficult spot where they gotta they gotta climb over someone to get in, and, and they'll have every opportunity. And and you know, like you said, Magic Gaming Cavs Legion is a play-in game uh, between the fifth and sixth place teams uh, in the two K league. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a four fifty-five meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Um, to, to, to kind of close this out, I guess, um, what, what have been your overall thoughts on the 2K League? What, what has really worked this first season? Um, I, I think that, you know, I think that the good news about the league from a broad perspective is that the numbers and the engagement, everything has improved as the season has gone along. Um, and I think that, um, you know, it, it's a it's a matter of figuring out the best formula for everything, like seven games on a Saturday, which the way the format was for the first four regular season weeks is a lot. And during the summer, you don't expect people, you can't expect people to necessarily be hanging, you know, home watching every single moment on Twitch. Um, you know, there's a, there's an interesting kind of, well, how do you, do you do it during the week is kind of think about, you know, people are home on weeknights. They're not doing, they're not out and about as much. They're maybe trying to cool down, but then you're competing with something like an Overwatch league or a lot of other leagues. So, you know, do you want to go down that route? Um, the NBA 2K League has chosen to put all of the teams basically in the same studio every week. So, you know, every, that, that definitely helps from a broadcast perspective. It makes the broadcasting easier. Um, but it's been, a, you know, it, it's been how do you get people to stay tapped into this um, and know what's going on all the time. But I think the biggest thing that has succeeded for this league is the community that it's built. You know, it's not just about 
I'm just watching a game. It's I'm learning about these guys. I want to engage with them. I want to watch their Twitch streams off air. I want to tweet at them. You know, the NBA 2K League has encouraged every player to have a Twitter, to engage with fans, to have something that people can identify with. And then Twitch chat is, is an amazing tool where people are basically discussing the league in a sports talk radio since even what we're doing right here, but they're doing that in the chat every game day. Um, and I think that that's engaged people and it's, it's made people want to stay there. You know, I always say the Twitch user is more engaged than the TV viewer. Um, so, you know, you have someone sitting on the couch with the TV on and an NBA game in the background, but they're doing 20 other things. That's not like a Twitch user that's there discussing everything going on with other people. Um, I think that people need to under accept the fact that, uh, you know, old, grumpy, crusty old people need to accept the fact that. Gaming and gaming leagues are here and here to stay. And the generation that's coming up, especially teens and young 20s, they love this stuff. And uh, and they're going to continue to be engaged. And for a lot of them, they find, you know, the nonstop action of the NBA 2K League with, you know, timeouts only lasting a short period of time and no direct commercials. They find that more engaging and easier to digest than the NBA itself. Yeah, um, yeah it's, I think, it's, it's really interesting. I mean, this was... Sort of my first exposure to Twitch. Uh, I'll, I'll admit I'm not huge into into like the the global gaming community, um, but watching the 2K League on Twitch, I was I was blown away by the platform. Um, it, I mean, I'm I'm a TweetDeck user. I will have my computer on my desk with TweetDeck open, watching Magic games, watching NBA games, and you know you can follow the conversation that way. But having it all on one screen, uh, and really, I mean, even if you could add a stat interface in there, it it, it feels very revolutionary. It's not revolutionary for the gaming community. I get that, but it felt very like a revolutionary way to watch sports. And I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if the NBA is considering transporting that to their platforms uh, with with their with their games. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, the G League experimented with it this past yep. year. They broadcasted a bunch of games on the on the on Twitch and actually gave fans the opportunity to do their own, ingest the Twitch broadcast of the G League into their own Twitch channels. So it's an engaging, you know, people who don't, a lot of people don't understand Twitch. Well, what you need to know is it could not get more engaging. It's like the thing is, the event is going on and there's a conversation right there with it. Yeah, it's, 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 it's really intriguing. Um, I, I, I would ask this too. Um, are you finding that the 2K League has drawn in regular NBA fans fans as much as it has gaming fans well how i mean maybe this is a really basic question but how would you describe who this fan base is for for this league as it's continued to grow this year how would i describe who the um i mean the fan base is um you know definitely skews younger um definitely skews a bit techy but you know also has a basketball sense um it's people you know a lot of people that that play the game and i think that's why you have some 40-something-year-olds who come through and they don't really understand, you know, why they're like, this isn't as interesting as basketball. Well, if it was a game that you actually, you know, cared about, I always tell people, like, you know, Phil, how old are you not to put you on this? Oh, I, I, I'm 30. I just turned You're 30, 30 about okay, a month you just ago. Turned 30. So let's say, like... I'm, like, right two, on the edge. <laughs> in, like, 2003, okay? That's 15 years ago. You're 15. You probably, I would just guess, loved Matt. A lot of fifty, you know. If you are, I'm going to take a guess there. Did you like Madden? Um, I, I, I enjoyed Madden. I was, I, I, I probably played more NCAA football than Madden. Okay, okay, perfect. NCAA football, of course. R.I.P. 
Um, yes, rest in peace. You know, you know, if there was, if if you were into that game and you're building your dynasty mode or your franchise mode or whatever, and then YouTube was around back then, and you could see the best people playing the game, you'd be like, I want to see that both for entertainment. I want to see it so I can get better. I'm enjoying sure. that. I remember in like the mid 2000s, they used to have the Madden bus on ESPN. Yeah. And they put them on, it'd be like a half hour show with like, you know, 10 minutes of commercials. I'm like, I just want to see the best players play. But because it was only a half hour show, they never just had, you know, a game going on. And that's where I get that if you're a teenager, you're in your young 20s today and NBA 2K is the biggest sports game on the planet, you want to see the best players going at it because it's entertaining, it's what you enjoy, and also you want to get better. Um, I've also, you know, a lot of people who aren't necessarily interested in the game just a one-off just to kind of get your fill in or come to the studio in new york city i've you know been with a lot of people who aren't necessarily big nba 2k players but they come to the studio and they're like wow this is unreal you know you're in the studio you feel like you're in a futuristic sort of uh venue they, they put the bells and whistles up for it too it's the, the yeah. intros are impressive and and it's loud and the to see the players, for the most part, not Magic Gaming, but the rest of the players <laughs> trash-talking each other, it's awesome. It, 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 like, I, I mean, I think one of the, one of the brilliant moves that, that, that the, the league did during the course of the season was to put the players' faces up on the screen as you're watching the game. I think at the beginning, it, it felt like they were trying to present it like a normal sports telecast. And I'm not as familiar with Twitch and as familiar with with everything that that's on the platform. But even I knew you could always see the actual gamer and how they reacted to what was going on on the screen and hear them. And I was like, it was definitely missing that element of it where, you know, I want to hear these guys in the trenches. I want to hear these guys, you know, communicating and talking and get kind of inside the game. And that's, I think that's what's really was great. What is great about Twitch to begin with. And obviously I think some of these guys, like you can see them covering their mouths and so that, so that no one can read their lips to say to, to for strategy purposes. But um, it, it definitely felt like that was missing, and I'm glad that they brought that in over the course of the season. I think that was one of the big improvements that they made. No, that definitely uh, changed the game. I mean, that was uh, that was something, and, and like we said, we just you know the league had to learn, and that was something they learned. Yeah, um, I, I guess I guess we'll end end here with um, obviously there's still the playoffs and, and the finals to go. I'm sure there'll be some bells and whistles added to that, but heading into year two of the NBA 2K League. What's sort of the next frontier, the next the next step that that this league has to take to kind of maintain the momentum that that they seem to have? I mean, they're going to go into an off season where you're going to have some teams added. By the way, yep. um, you know, let's say three to five more franchises are going to be added. It seems um, like every NBA team is interested in adding adding one at this point. Yeah, I don't think every I don't think the other thirteen are all gonna jump in. I think you're gonna see three to five and then I think another three to five and it's kinda gonna go like that. Um, but you're gonna see a, you're gonna see this league, first of all, from a logistical standpoint, they're gonna need to figure out there's gonna be an expansion draft. Um, there's gonna be then some sort of way that team that rosters are gonna be turned over a bit. Because um, you probably have to requalify like you did last year. I know there were some complaints about the about the way that players qualified for the league as well. Yeah, you're you're going to see that there aren't going to be that many spots, you know, open because I think you're going to have. Um, if I had to guess, and I, I don't know, I think that every team gets to protect, let's say, two guys 
you have an expansion draft for the new the new teams. Um, they pick amongst players who are already in the league, and you know they get two picks to match. You know now everyone has then, so they have at least two players. Then there might be some sort of way that you know, you know I don't know if it's going to be two guys from every team are gone or something like that, and you know you're going to have to they're going to enter another draft. I think there's going to be a lot of turnover with that. But as for next season, I think from a viewing standpoint. The league needs to figure out what days are best for it to air um, and what makes sense for travel. You know, maybe the NBA 2K League won't be every week next summer. You know, maybe it'll be, um, maybe it'll take, maybe it'll broadcast Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday nights and take a week off here and there or something like that. I don't know. Um, I know some people know, have said maybe pushing it further up in the calendar for, so, so I mean, because it seems, at least in the 2K calendar, it's it seems very very late. I mean, yeah. I mean, I know I play I play my team a lot on 2K. Challenges are gone. There's no more super max. You know, I'm just kind of playing to collect cards at this point. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are feeling the same way uh, as as everyone waits for NBA 2K19 to come out in, in about a month. Yeah, I've heard people say that, but I don't really buy it <laughs> because I think that unlike I, I think games keep up their energy more more than they used to. Mm-hmm. Like. I don't think when you go from an NBA 2K to a new NBA 2K, they're even that much different anymore. Sorry, Ronnie. But, <laughs> um, and I think that, uh, you know, I think that it becomes like not, hmm, what game do I want to play that's fresh as much as, hmm, I like basketball. I just want to keep playing the basketball game. Um, and I think that, you know, you, you have to, to be able to do the tryout and stuff, you have to let people actually get adjusted to the game. Um, so they could, the the thing is for viewership and for, you know, devotion of NBA staff, that's where the summer especially makes sense. You have to remember a lot of these teams, the, the communications staff, the, you know, the, uh, community relations staff and everything. This is the NBA team staff that, that this is what they're doing with their summers now. Um, you know. They have an NBA team to run during the NBA season. So now you're telling, you know, you're telling the NBA franchises because you were doing it over the summer, you weren't asking the NBA franchises to hire necessarily more people. In that case, you, if the, this was going on during the season, you'd be asking them to hire more employees. Yeah, good, good, good point. Good point there, um, Jeff. I, I want to thank you for taking the time to talk with us a little bit about Magic Gaming and about the uh, and 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 about the uh, uh, NBA 2K League as a whole. Uh, where where can everyone find find your work? Find you on on, on the NBA Twitch channel, or, or where can they where can they learn more about the Two K League? So I'm gonna I'll list some places. Me personally, <laughs> I'm at Jeff Eisenband, J E F F E I S E N B A N D. I also have a um, podcast for the NBA Two K League. It's the One O Two Pod, One Zero Two Pod. Excuse me, the One O Two Pod. Um, the post game is where I work at the post game. And then I would say follow the NBA and the NBA 2K League on Twitch. Um, also, all NBA 2K League social channels are at NBA 2K League. Yeah, and definitely do that. And definitely, 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 if you have not already, I'll remind you again in probably a couple minutes, check out Magic Gaming. They'll play their final two games of the regular season, 12 o'clock on Saturday against Cavs Legion GC and then 5 o'clock against Celtics Crossover Gaming. Uh, Jeff, again, thank you for taking the time to talk with us a little bit about the 2K League and Magic Gaming, and uh, 
hopefully we'll see you in the playoffs so that we can rub it in your face that that you prove that the ma- that the magic are, are better than everyone thought again i want the magic to say they're going to disney world <laughs> absolutely thanks again jeff no problem I hope you enjoyed that conversation about the G League again with Jeff Eisenband of the Post Game. You can follow him at the places that he told you. You can follow him, and of course, check out the NBA 2K League starting their final week of the regular season on Thursday night. You can find that on Twitch. Just search for the NBA 2K League, and of course, follow them on their social media channels as well. Magic Gaming, like I said, in the driver's seat for the final spot in the playoffs, or one of the final spots in the playoffs. They need one win in their final two games to make the NBA 2K League playoffs. An incredible story in the NBA 2K League. Their game is Saturday, 12 o'clock against Cavs Legion GC, and then again at 5 o'clock against Celtics Crossover Gaming. You do not want to miss it. I will try and cover all of Saturday's action on OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We'll probably discuss it a little bit on Monday's show as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Locked on Magic as well. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can follow me as well on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. As part of our off-season rituals, we are counting down or beginning to rank the top 25 most popular players in Magic history. How are we defining popularity? Good question. You answer it any way you want. And right now, we are accepting nominations. I want to know who you think is the most popular player in Magic history or who you think should be included in our list of the 25 most popular players in Magic history. We'll be doing Twitter polls all next week to give the fans a voice in this poll because ultimately popularity is about you guys. I can say who I think is the most popular player in Magic history under my standards. My staff can also do the same, but ultimately it's up to you guys to make that decision as well. So I want to give you a voice as well. Submit your nominations online at omagicdaily on Twitter. And of course you can leave comments uh, on our on Orlando Magic Daily Facebook page, as well as on the article itself, um, should be a fun project. I'm hoping to begin unveiling it, or we'll hopefully, hopefully getting the vote done next week, and then hopefully unveiling the full list uh, that that you know comes from the fans, comes from our writers, maybe a few other Magic experts that I know. Hopefully, unveil that full list in a couple of weeks as well. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode. Uh, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, 
everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.